0: Hey, this is Kiranagar from the Sparking Entrepreneur Show, and today we have Evanora Gaithar with us. Evanora is an internationally celebrated intuitive consultant and life coach. Evanora passionately assists individuals who dare to live their best lives. She takes her clients by the wholeness in their lives, relationships, and business by guiding them through a power of healing process that helps them discover who they are, who they wish to be, and how to get there. So, with that said, Let's welcome our today's guest, Evalora Gaita Evalora, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Very excited to host you. Let's begin with your journey. Tell us what started in coaching.
1: Like my background is in psychology and social work. So I went to school specifically because I did want to be a therapist. So I got my bachelor's degree in psychology, my master's degree in social work from Howard University. And I ended up in social work after getting my master's in the social work field. And I realized it was completely not what I wanted to do. It was not what I thought it was going to be. I wasn't able to help people the way that I really wanted to help people. Um, I just felt like the system wasn't really designed to help people heal, but really just set up to help people to maintain their dysfunction. And I really wanted to help people to get to the root of their problems and really to heal in every aspect of their lives, understanding that we're holistic beings. And it's not just our personal life or our professional life, but it's our spiritual life. It's our mental, it's our physical, it's our emotional, right? And all of these aspects of us are important. And if you can't really address that, then you can't really help a person be their whole person. So essentially what happened was I ended up getting really burnt out. I was a program director at an outpatient mental health clinic, I got burnt out. I was feeling depressed. I was feeling stuck. I was feeling like I couldn't make an impact and I didn't know what to do. How about that? I'm supposed to be advising other people and I'm going through this crisis in my life and I literally did not know what to do. And uh, and so I finally just reached out to one of my colleagues for help and just said, look, I'm miserable. I cannot stay in my job. I'm not happy in my life right now. I don't know what to do. And she was having a woman's retreat at the time, about an hour or so outside of the DC area. And she invited me and I went. And it ended up being one of the best things for me because it really just allowed me to reset and to get recentered and just to get back to my life and remember what was important. Right. When you're going through something difficult, you forget. You get stuck in the problems and the negative and the chaos and you forget all the good and why you're doing what you're doing. And it just got me back to myself. And so doing meditation and yoga and just just taking time out to be in nature and just talking to like-minded women and just enjoying myself. Just practicing self-care, as I talk about. And during that time, I really reconnected with myself and and realized just how unhappy I was. Just had a moment of clarity, if you will. And I had an emotional breakdown. That's really what happened. That is the truth of it. It's not a pretty thing. It's just a real thing. I had an emotional breakdown and I really just found myself on my hands and knees crying out to God, you have to get me out of here. I can't live like this. I'm not happy. This is not what I signed up for. I know that I am better than this and I cannot do this anymore. I can't live like this. And I cried and I prayed and I just, just let it all out and just got it all out my system. And I felt so much better after just having that emotional release, of course, until I realized I still got to go back to work. I still (laughs) have to go back and live this life, right? Nothing has really changed. I feel better now, but but that's really what happened. And so I went back to work on Monday and my boss calls me into his office for a meeting and he sits me down and he says, Abelora, it's been great having you here, but I got to let you go. And just like that, he fired me and I was in shock because I have never been fired from anything in my life. I am that classic overachiever, right? Perfectionist. I have to do everything. A hundred. And so I was shocked and my ego was really bruised, really upset. Like, how dare he fired me? I can't believe he's doing this to me. Everything that I've sacrificed. All of those stories we tell ourselves, right? And then my spirit was like, but Ava Laura, like, why are you upset? Like, you prayed for this. Asked for this. And so what are you going to do? And that really became my journey. What am I going to do? So am I just going to go and just put my resume back out there and apply for more jobs in the social work field? Because if anybody knows social work, especially here in the D.C. area, jobs are very easy to get. There are lots of social work jobs. We're always needed. But I didn't want to end up in the same situation, working for an organization, doing work that I didn't really believe in, that I didn't really think was helping. And I wasn't really able to use my gifts to really help people heal. And so for me, I decided that I was going to venture into the path of the unknown, if you will, right? We're talking about entrepreneurship. I knew nothing about entrepreneurship, nothing about running my own business, but I knew that I wasn't happy. And I knew that in order to do the work that I thought was really important, I was going to have to do it my way on my turn. And so that's what I did. I, I started my business. But before I did that, I took what I call my six-month healing sabbatical, where I really just worked on myself. And so i that's when I became, the studied life coaching. That's when I studied Reiki and became a Reiki master teacher. I studied yoga, really got back into yoga and meditation because I had originally learned it in college and got back in touch with it. Every aspect of healing, aromatherapy, hypnotherapy, crystals, chakras, like Every aspect of healing that I could learn and get my fingers on, that's what I did in that six-month period. And then at the end of that six months, I opened up Avalora's Healing Center. And that was in November of, God, 2005. So really like almost 18 years ago now.
0: And I've been doing this work ever since. Wow. So if you were to tell us about the the client success stories, like in these years, there have been so many success stories, any one of them. That is on the top of the mind right now. Please share it with us. Oh, gosh. Yeah, there are a lot of stories.
1: And because most of my clients are unfulfilled in one or more areas of their life, like they're very successful, usually business wise, career wise. But they've had some sort of tragic event happen. So it might be like a divorce. You know what I mean? It might be a loss in the family. It might be loss of self, right? Like their children are going off to college or something like that. And they're like, I don't even know who I am anymore because I've lived my whole life for my kids. And now I don't even know what to do with myself. Um, A lot of times it is a relationship. They're not happy in their relationship. They might be married, but they're having this point where they're like, I don't know if I want to stay in my relationship or if I want to leave. So some point of transition, if you will, that's a lot of my clients. And so I don't I want to go into some specifics just because I don't like to, to put out some clients in particular who I don't have their permission to tell their stories. But I've had some very successful clients who have multi-million dollar businesses and they've had some huge business failures, if you will, in that they were betrayed in some ways. They had people they were in partnership with betray them in certain ways, right? They were in positions that They have people who are suing them, like some really bad things that are happening and helping them through that point of looking at what they created. Because you imagine you create your business, you give it your heart and your soul, your everything, you're extremely successful, you're doing well. And then all of a sudden it's the people around you are attacking you, right? It's like you start to question everything that you know. And you're a good person and you're like, how is this happening to me? Like, why are these people doing this to me? Is it greed? Is it jealousy? What is going on? And helping them to maintain their sanity, helping them to reevaluate their life and what's important and looking at the people they surround themselves with and how they found themselves in that situation, right? What were you ignoring about the people around you that the people that you spend the most time with that you've created? Your business with and your clientele with, and all these things are really people who don't have your best interests at heart, who are people who really don't care about you in the way that you care about them. And so I've had some clients who've had some major falling out and issues in helping them to refine themselves, helping them to reevaluate, change their lives, let go of the business, move to different places, establish new businesses, establish new occupations, things that they've always wanted to do but didn't feel like they could. And so really just literally shift from doing a 180 in their life because they've had some sort of incident and and it changed everything. And they said, I got to find myself again. And so helping them through that whole journey of just reevaluing everything that they thought they knew and getting in touch with who they truly are and just finding and creating that life that's really in alignment with the person that they've always wanted to be. But they didn't even know it because they were so trapped where they were in their lives.
0: Wow. It's like
1: using adversity as a wake-up call, like I had. Like using this time as a
0: wake-up call. Whoa, I can't believe this happened to
1: me. But now I got to figure life out.
0: I can't believe this things happened to me. But now I got to figure out how things are going to be. If I were to ask you about any systems that you have in place, do you have any systems, processes? Absolutely.
1: Yeah. And so I, like I told you about my journey, one of the things that I learned with my journey is that we are multifaceted beings, right? And so it is not a one size fits all. I don't work with people like this. We're going to do this and then we're going to do that. And then we're going to do that because everybody is unique. I have a plan after I meet with my clients and we decide to work together. But I also use my intuition within that plan to say, you know what? This is where we are right now. Today, I was going to talk about boundaries, but maybe we really need to work on forgiveness. And, and so I have different strategies for really each of the things that we work on. And so if we're talking about boundaries, I literally have a five to six week path, if you will, to helping my clients with their boundaries. When we're talking about doing emotional regulation, right, or feelings work, there's a path in how we work on that. I also integrate energy healing as well. For some of my clients, we also do Reiki and things like that. We integrate meditation, something called cord cutting, which is really amazing for releasing negative energy in our relationships. And so I have different aspects of things that I specialize in. And depending on my client, I decide how we're going to use them, how we're going to fuse them together to order that we're going to do them because what's gonna work best for their goals and their life right
0: now and what they really want. Yes, totally. So you have the tools and based on the situation, necessary tools is pull out. It's about discovery, who we are, and of course the who we are and then there are things that we wish to be, right? So how yes, yes. to bring to the graph. Tell us about it.
1: Yeah. So let me first say that who we wish to be, I believe that we're really not given a dream or a vision if it's not something that we can't achieve. And so who we wish to be is already a part of who we are, right? A lot of times we just don't know how to step into that person. There's aspects of it there in our personality, in our experiences, uh, with the people that we spend time with. But a lot of times it becomes like our belief system, things that we believe about ourselves that just aren't true, our limited beliefs, our unconscious beliefs, things that we hold on to and we don't even realize it. We don't even recognize how it's affecting us. Obviously, childhood traumas is another big thing. So things that happen to us that really just rock our world and we still don't know how to heal from it. And so we have all of these other external or internal factors that kind of throw us off, right? from who we really are. And so a lot of the work is becoming conscious and aware um, of what those things are, of being able to heal and release through them. And then now let's replace them with the things that are going to help us to be who we actually, in fact, are and who we want to be. And a lot of that is just uncovering, just getting back to who we were before the trauma, who we were before we started believing things that just weren't even true. So who am I at my core before society shaped me and molded me and told me all these things about myself that really weren't true.
0: Yes, totally. And how to get into the core version of it, and that's just throughout all the rapping. Absolutely, absolutely.
1: That for the we're not necessarily free to be that we don't have a safe space to be it. So even if we start to see parts of it, we don't know how to really implement it because. We feel like we're going to be judged or I can't really do that because I wasn't raised that way, right? Like all these things or I'm this religion and that's against my religion. So all of these things that we hold on to that might be against who we in fact actually are, being able to strip those things away and really just get back to the core of who
0: we truly are. Yes, children, I will. Order. Now it is a time to tell us about misconceptions that you come across before people choose you as a
1: Yeah, there's so many. I mean, we got to remember, coaching is still relatively new in terms of mainstream, right? Like I said, I've been doing this for about 18 years now. But when I first started, people didn't know what the heck coaching was. Like I said, my background was in social work, right? It was in psychology. And it was, if you're going to work with somebody in that way, then it's therapy. And so that was my goal, really, to become a therapist. And I came about life coaching just because of my own healing journey, right? But nobody was talking about what coaching was. Somebody knew what this stuff was. So definitely, I would say some of the misconceptions are a lot of people confuse it with therapy. They don't understand that there's a difference. The The other misconception is people think that anybody can be a life coach. And you can in the sense that life coaching is not a regulated field, which is a blessing and a curse. It's not regulated. In fact, everybody can say, oh, I'm a life coach. But there actually is training. Some people obviously are just going to post up and start marketing themselves as a life coach because maybe they've been through something in their life and they felt like they overcame it. And now they feel like they can help everybody and they have no training. but. I would say the majority of us, especially people who are really serious about this, even me, I already had a master's degree in social work. I had a bachelor's degree in psychology. This is my field. This is what I love. I still went on to get certified in life coaching as well. So you, there is training for life coaches, even though it is not a regulated field. I would say probably some of the other misconceptions, sometimes people feel like they don't need a life coach, right? You're just giving me advice, so why can't I just go to my friends? Why can't I just go to my mother? Why can't my sister advise me, right? So they don't understand that, again, if you are, in fact, a trained coach, right, it's not the same as your friends giving you advice or people who might be in the same situation as you, right, trying to advise you and help you to get beyond yourself. There is a specialized training. There is a lot of psychology. There is really understanding how human beings think how we are in the world, why we do the things that we do in a non-judgmental way, right? Because when I work with my clients, one of the things that I always hear, oh my God, Laura, I'm 40 years old. How did I never know this about myself? Like, how have I just started working with you? And I'm learning things about myself that I never knew. Because I'm coming to them in the space of non-judgment and I'm helping them to understand why they do the things that they do, not judging it and not saying this is wrong and I can't believe this is, why am I doing this? And I'm an educated person, I should know better than this. But why should you know better? You're human. And so if this is not something that you've been taught, why would you know? So understanding that not everybody can just give you that advice. Not everybody is going to know these things. Just because somebody is living a quote-unquote amazing life doesn't mean that they can show you how to live an amazing life too. Totally.
0: would is not a a consultant is somewhere not a coach and then you specify training for being a coach and of course after being a coach there are certain levels to coach there are some expert focus and then there are people who are not very uh even around. can you now tell us like you are energy-packed being and say can you please tell us about how do you keep yourself motivated and inspired
1: yeah i'm human right and so i'm like one of the things that i love about working with my clients is that I am totally me. I am totally authentic. They know who I am. I can't help you to be authentic if I'm not going to be authentic. So I don't try to be anything that I'm, I am not going to post up and present the best version of myself that may not be there. So I do have to take care of myself. I talk a lot about self-care. I do practice soul, soulful self-care, as I call it, and teach a lot about that. I do have to work on continuing to motivate myself. Because like be life for all of us, right? So I have problems in my life just like everybody else. So I have to practice the tools that I teach. But I definitely spend a lot of time doing things that I enjoy. And so I actually I think I talked about this the other day on Facebook. Like I love audiobooks, right? So I listen to audiobooks. I have a podcast. I listen to podcasts and also, do my own. I make sure that I take time out for myself. I listen to my body. So sometimes, if I'm not feeling something, I just won't do it. I look at my schedule and I say, What do I have going on today? And if there's too much, I'm going to take things off my schedule. As I'm really good at boundaries, I'm really good at making sure that I'm doing things to keep my energy up, whether it's mentally, emotionally spiritually, making sure that I have certain practices and routines that I actually do consistently. Because again, you can talk about meditation all day, but if you don't consistently do it, you're not going to get the results of it. Really, I practice what I preach. If I'm telling you to do something, you better believe
0: I have done it and I am doing it. (laughs) Totally. totally. Practice what you preach and that's never the problem. People are getting curious now. Tell us about ways of reaching out to you and she first person Whose name and dot com is is together and it works. Wow. So Eleanora, we thinking so about
1: Yes, I'm Googalicious. There is only one Avalora. So thank you, Mom. So yeah, if you go to Avalora.com, you will find me. You'll get all my social media links. I am all over social media. So you can connect with me on Facebook, on Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn. I'm 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 everywhere. So if you go to Avalora.com, you will certainly find all of those links. You can connect with me. Say say, hey, how you doing? I am very approachable. So I definitely get a lot of DMs, but I do my best to make sure that I am answering them. So yeah, feel free to connect. I would love to hear from
0: you. So do reach out guys. Invalora.com it is. Final question for the day, Invalora. And it's about the action step. What do you suggest the listener does after hearing this conversation?
1: Yeah, I am a firm believer in inspired action. I don't believe that things happen, that there's coincidences. And so a lot of times when I talk to my clients and people that I've worked with, they say, Avalora, I literally was praying about something or I was asking about something or setting my intention and then I found you. And that happens a lot. I'm a firm believer in that. So if you're, you're listening to this podcast right now, you're watching it right now and you're like, oh my God, like I literally was just thinking about these things or I was wondering, I just had something happen in my life and I don't know what the heck to do about it. And I, I needed help and I didn't know where to go. Take inspired action. That might be me, that might be something else. But whatever it is, just take that inspired action. Take that first step. Don't stay stuck wherever you are right now. Don't feel like wherever you are, right, that you have to be there. You might even be in a good place, but want to be in a better place. Don't feel like, oh, my life is good, especially compared to everybody else's. So I'm just going to stay here. If you want more out of life, go after it. Take that first step. And usually that first step is getting help, is asking for help. Finding somebody who knows more about that area than you do and asking for help.
0: Totally. Totally. Take inspired action, guys. And in any way, if you resonate with Evanora, consider reaching out. The best way again is her website, A-D-A-N-A-U-R-A.com, Evanora.com. Thank you so much, Evanora. It's short Thank you. To- You have shared so many insights. It was a pleasure to meet you and honor to host you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. This has been great. Thank you you again. And with that said, that was today's episode of the Sparking Entrepreneur Show. I am your host Kiran Agrawal signing off. You guys take care. Bye-bye.